Welcome along to the Candy Pants Lifestyle Podcast. I'm Nick, and if you are a fan of podcasts hosted by nervous-sounding Geordies, well, you're in exactly the right place. This week, we speak to someone who perhaps isn't who you think she is. Amy Hart shot to fame last summer as the country were gripped by Love Island. It's been 12 months since she left the most-watched villa on television, and in one of the most honest and, at times, a little deep chats we've even had on this podcast, Amy gives us an insight into the influencer world that we all so often see, but rarely actually take the time to understand. What really is it like for your life to play out in front of the nation on primetime TV, and overnight discover pretty much everyone certainly has an opinion on both you and your love life? It's a story of overcoming anxiety, defeating self-doubt, and smashing some stereotypes along the way. This is the journey of Miss Amy Hart. Miss Amy Hart on the podcast. How are you? Hello. I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Do you know what it is? I had one of those lockdown days today where I decided, right, tomorrow I'm going to be really up early, productive. So I was going to, I got up at half five, like, what was I doing? Then drove to the coast, which is like 10 minutes from where I live, went for a run. I'm all Mm -hmm. thinking, I'm coming back, thinking I'm the best, I'm just so productive, like I've achieved so much today. Gets to three o'clock and I'm struggling. The podcast is six now, but it's all right. I've had some fruit pastels. And I'm, I feel nice. like I'm back in the game now. I feel like you've been surprising quite a few people recently, and I like it. Yeah, I like that too. I like my my bio on Twitter is "Don't judge a book by the reality show they were on." Ah, well, that's good for you, isn't it? Like it's one year since you yeah. were on Love Island. Since you've done pretty well, you haven't done teeth whitening. You've no. never done an extravagant car air freshener. I have not. No. But you've had a column in The Guardian, very left field. Yeah, and become some weird sort of social commentator, which is not what any of us had planned, really, but... Amy Hart seems to be the new Jeremy Corbyn, and that is a sentence I never thought I would hear myself say. I prefer Ava Perron, like Evita in the film. (laughs) (laughs) It does, it is slightly, it's slightly more impressive. Yeah. The, the people's princess. Well, maybe that could be the next Insta bio. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure it'll go down well. but uh... <laughs> You're going to get a hard time if you post that. Yeah. My whole thing about this is I want to speak to you because I feel like you're a person who maybe people don't realise you are. So, yeah. tell you what, so, you, tell, you tell me something that you would like people to know that they probably don't. Okay, I'm very passionate about social justice which sounds really boring, but I'm just, I just don't really understand why people would be nasty. Like in any part of life, then in the social justice thing, I think like, you know, kids don't choose to be born into the families they're born into and kids don't choose to be born into situations they're born into. Some people are like, food banks are for lazy people. I'm like, no, they're not. Like your situation can change at any time. Like literally 
you could have husband, three kids, nice house, and then your husband leaves you and you've got nothing, or your husband dies, you've got nothing, or your wife dies, you've got nothing. And I just think people need to help each other a bit more, a bit more com- sense of community. Do you know what? I saw a tweet in the tweet about you said, if you told me last summer one of the girls on Love Island will be writing a Guardian article about inadequacy of government social protection measures and the need to unionise, I would have never believed you. (laughs) Exactly. And this is the thing. People slag off Love Island. And um, I've talked about it to Umber in the face. I won't dwell on it too much. But the general consensus around Love Island is everyone's thick. And everyone's perfect and beautiful and out of this world amazing. I'm like, you can't say that and then troll me for being fat and ugly. And then also, um, then, you know, you have to give me some sort of, not credit, I suppose, but like when I write articles, say like, okay, no, okay, okay we were wrong. But then I think like my year, we had, you know, Amber's a very, very clever girl. She's very streetwise. Yeah. Like Anna, pharmacist, you one day scientist. Do you know what I mean? Like, Elma's an accountant and you think why just because we want to go on this tv show do you think we're thick you know when you talk about trolling Mm. what does that feel like I mean I'm talking to someone who's like just got like hasn't got loads of followers on Instagram but to get those nasty comments like what is that like to sit there and get out your phone um, it depends on the day, it really does. If you're having a really good day, you're like, okay, whatever. And like, there's certain people that message me all the time that reply right. to everything. But then what I always find really interesting is if you scroll back up, they either started, like, because back at the beginning of Love Island, well, from when I first came out of Villa, I tried uh-huh. to sneeze, sorry. Am I? You can sneeze if you like. Um, Sneezing's allowed gone. on the podcast. It's gone. <laughs> How you see that? <laughs> um, so when I first came out of Villa, Obviously, every time I refreshed my phone, I was getting, um, like, another 20 DMs, another 20 DMs, another 20 DMs. So I missed a lot of them because, obviously, I did 37 interviews in 14 days. It was very busy. And you see people who have started off doing nice messages. And then, obviously, where I've missed them, um, then they they get nasty. Um, There's one woman who went from being like, love you, Amy, you're amazing, to then, like, um, so what? You're so boring you need to get fit young lady and then today it was your lips look bigger today i just think why what is wrong with these people like what have they like not got going on in their lives they've got an hour to sit and watch us talking to each other on instagram write horrible things i'm like actually i know i pity you like i know it's it's easy to say you must be sad but it must for you to get it it must be like if you're not if you're having a bad day which everyone has it must be like we were saying last night like a lot of them are young people, yes. And you go, where are their parents? But I get a lot of middle-aged people with wives, husbands, children, um, grandparents. Like, they troll me. And I think, no wonder the youth of today is so bad when it's the example they're being set. And, like, these people have got friends. And I think, like, do you go to dinner parties? And, like, what have you been up to? Oh, I kept sending Amy Hart me- messages on Instagram the other day, horrible ones. Like, who does that? Who tells their friends that? And why are you still friends with these people? Like... It's weird. When you do get a bad one and you are having a bad day, do you, have you now got a way that you think, right, when this happens, I will do this to deal with it? No, not really. Because then it's so far, like life is so fast paced. Like at the beginning of lockdown, yeah. when I started getting like a lot more trolling and stuff, um, I started... That, maybe that says like, a lot though. Maybe that says a lot of it's just yeah. like pure boredom. Um, right at the beginning of lockdown, the last episode of Celebs Go Dating had just come out. Yeah. 
and it had me getting a bit emotional with Paul and about how like um people are nasty online and stuff and how I was sort of like at rock bottom before I started celebs go dating etc and I posted it and I said like this weekend we're all going to be stuck in our houses like before you write things like please just think about what you have to say and even people commented negative stuff on that and I was like it's a post about anti-trolling like why why do you maybe that tells you everything you need to know these people are just kind of I know and people say oh you put yourself you put yourself forward for you did I did I actually though like because when I was a kid and I used to watch Big Brother they put themselves forward for reality show but they've never had to deal with the social media of it all and and you can blame the press and you can blame the tv companies as much as you want but the only difference between the big brother days and the love island days is social media if you could live without social media would you come off it and know it's important for your job for me what it does positively outweighs what it does negatively like tenfold um and i think i think that's probably how i deal with with trolls and stuff because i do really enjoy social media and I enjoy seeing yeah. what my friends are up to and I enjoy I'm a bit I'm nosy like I'm a really nosy person oh and, we all like, you know that's why it works yeah yeah like, I love my musicals and like when I follow all the musical accounts and see like you know when they go backstage at the shows and show you what goes on backstage like I love all of that and I think yeah it just it just needs more policing really like I've sent um, I've reported like messages and stuff to Instagram that have been horrendous like death threats and it always comes back that it doesn't violate community guidelines i had this person i'm from a burner so burner account is like a burner phone um in, in that they make an account um and this is what bobby's trying to get done they said why 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 is it possible just to make these accounts over and over and over again yeah. um so make an account no followers no posts don't follow anyone and they just so i had i think it was so just to be clear that they're making these accounts just purely to be horrible troll. people is that right yeah so I got 26 messages, I think it's about half 10 on a Monday morning, I got 26 messages that were like, you're disgusting, you're the most ugly girl that's ever been into Love Island, I wish I could kill you, um, you're awful, you're disgusting, uh, you ruined Love Island, everyone was so happy when you left, and it was like, literally just like a barrage, like your teeth are awful, you're disgusting, you're really fat, um, all this sort of stuff. So I was like, okay, report, clicked report, and it says, like, you know, why are you reporting this? And I put, it's, you know, it's inappropriate. Yeah. Um, and they're like, cool, okay. Within, like, three hours, get a message from Instagram. Uh, we've, we've, like, looked at it. It doesn't, um, it doesn't uh, break community guidelines. And I think, look, I was having time in my life that day because I was had my in the style range. And yeah. it was the day we were launching it. And I got that from one person imagine if you turned your phone in the morning and you had 15 of those barrages of comments yeah like nobody can deal with that do you get more of these do you think than other people or you talk to like other girls and, and stuff do they get the same amount do they get no it's, do they get less do you think you get um, more i speak to the others and i think the more they never kick a dead dog so the more relevant you are the more engagement you get and the more followers you have the more you get I think so like I do get I don't get much anymore it's like when I did a photo shoot of me in in wigs and the wig photos went out and they went absolutely viral and I had a million a million profile visits in one day which is crazy and 
that's when the trolling all came back, like in real full force because it was like relevant. So we went to Victoria Station in London and I had to quickly pick up a top because I didn't realise I had to have two different outfits for this job I was doing. So me and my friend went into um, New Look in, um, or Dorothy Perkins, one of the two in Victoria Station. And I said to the girl, hi, um, I need like a jumper or something. She went, oh my God, it's you. And I was like, yeah, it's me. Hi, um, I need a jumper. And she went, do you know what? You are actually pretty. And I was like, cool, thanks. She was like, no, honestly, like I would have said, like someone said to me, is Amy Hart pretty? I would have said no. And now that you're here in front of me, you actually are. Like, so well done. I'm like, cool, thanks. Well Still need the jumper. <laughs> Can <laughs> you help me? Um, and my friend was like, I don't want to buy anything in here. I was like, they don't get the money. It's fine. Um, Sorry, have you got better at dealing with that? Because I don't know if you, you're, you've told that story, like, to pass up, but that's not normal, Amy. That, that, that's quite horrible. I know, it is horrible. And, like, um, what else? I get my, I hated you on Love Island, but now I follow you on Instagram. You're actually all right. A little bit earlier, you said you were at rock bottom before you went on Celeb School Day in. What do you mean? Yeah. Um, rock bottom is probably a bit of a dramatised version. Not like you. from Ames. <laughs> uh, not like me at all. Um, it's the musical version, darling. Um, no, so rock bottom. So I went from eight and a half years of having my roster for the next six weeks, that pretty much being fixed, my days off being fixed, getting on the aircraft, doing the service that's the same every time, sorting out a couple of issues here and there, becoming a manager, doing it my way. I said what happened, my domain. Yeah. Going into the villa, five very weird, traumatic, stressful, crazy weeks. Yeah. Coming out, 37 interviews in 14 days. I'm no longer in charge of what I do. Um, I have the press writing fake articles about me all the time anything I say is taken out of context I've got people selling stories on me that I consider to be my friends um I've got people online being nasty every day um things are planned and then things get changed um I'm going to four different jobs in one day I've got no um no routine no schedule I'm answerable to no one I don't have anything to work towards everything is its own sort of entity if that makes sense and I yeah. was just like what am I doing with my life going to celebs go dating um I was filming in London three days a week I had to get up have my hair and makeup done get on the train to London so it was going to work um the agents would like the agents it's not like a tv show like they actually do really care and they show like every time you go into the agency they show sort of like two minutes of it or whatever I can be in there for up to an hour. Um, really? So, so it's, like, it's a proper chat? Oh, yeah, 100%. The thing is, Anna is a counsellor and life coach. Okay. Paul is um, Paul's one of the like biggest like, matchmaking experts and is just an all-round legend, that man. Um, and so, yeah, you've been there for an hour and they'd set you like, little tasks to do. Like Some of them wouldn't even make it onto the TV show, but... Like they set you like little tasks to do. Like, okay, when you go on the date tonight, I want you to do this before. And when you go on the date tonight, I want you to think about this. And this is what you've really got to concentrate on. And we're going to ask you about it when you come back. So I had something to be answerable to. And it gave me more structure in my life. And I wasn't... This is the thing as well. Everyone is so... We talked about this like off podcast, but everyone is so negative. And even like my really... Like people that have known my whole life say to me, I'll be like oh yeah I'm doing this this week like something really exciting and they go 
yeah, well, like, enjoy it because obviously it'll be over soon. Mm. And you're like, okay, cool. And then you go, oh, we'll do this then. And they're like, oh, it's good that you're still like doing stuff. But like, obviously, you know, are the others also doing stuff? Like, who's doing the best? Like, like you, you're not doing that. Other person's doing that. You're not doing that. And it's the more time you hear something, so hearing it's going to be over soon, it's going to be over soon, it's going to be over soon, over and over and over again, you start to think, this is going to be over soon. This is going to be over soon. What am I going to do when it's over? I've given up my job. I've given up my career to do this. And now this is over. And what? And I really struggled with, in the lead up to that, I wasn't enjoying what was happening right now because all I was thinking was, it's going to be over soon. And I thought, I don't want to get to when it's over and think, oh, I didn't actually enjoy any of it because I was too busy worrying about what's going to happen now. And now I've got now to worry about what's happening now. I was still crazy busy up until when I signed the contract for Serbs Go Dating. And my best friend said to me, right, you've got Celebs Go Dating and you've got In The Style, right? So now you can calm down and actually enjoy it because now you know what you're doing up until March. And then coronavirus happened, so I was fine. Do you know what? When coronavirus happened, everyone was a bit worried about me because they were thinking, oh, my God, obviously all work's been put on hold. A lot of my work was based on travel for this year. Yeah. Um, obviously that's been put on hold. And everyone was like, she is going to lose it. But I didn't. Because it's not my, I mean, none of it's my, none of it was ever my fault, but it was coronavirus's fault. So it was easier to digest. It wasn't, wasn't anything that I did. It, it couldn't be helped. Just to maybe, oh, this could be a bit deep, but you then, Ellie, said it wasn't my fault. Do you think in the past you've struggled with things because you blamed yourself for things that maybe weren't your fault? Oh, 100%. Yeah. You know, when you get a, get a brand deal and you, you love it and you really enjoy it, like whether it's like an Instagram one or like a bigger one or whatever, and you really enjoy it, and then you see someone else doing it two months later, and you think, oh, so I've just recruited a load of people to do it, and they haven't asked me, so what did I do wrong? Like, did I not get enough? And then you go back and start looking at your engagement on the pictures and stuff, and you think, did I not, did I not do well enough on that? Like, what did I do wrong? There's certain stuff that I've done that I've, you know, I've been really down about the fact that I haven't done it again. And my best friend, I've been very lucky. I've got a very um, realist, truthful best friend who, because we've been best friends for 10 years and we've been through sort of everything in our sort of adult lives together, um, she doesn't pull any punches. She doesn't let me get away with anything. And she's very realist about everything. And That's she a says to me, best yeah, friend though, isn't it? I suppose. Yeah. If you... Had, if I'd told you last year before you went in the villa that you were going to do that, but only do it once, you'd have been over the moon. Yeah. You wouldn't have said, but I want to do it twice. And I think it's that rejection. And I think it is because everyone is so fixated. And you know, when you heart the villa, everyone, you've got a year, you've got a year, you've got a year. And they announce Winter Love Island. And they're like, no, you haven't got a year now. You've got six months. You've got six months. You've got six months to build a career. Do you think that they almost think, enjoy telling you that as well? It's yeah. almost like it. They you've got it. something I haven't, so I'm going to try and you know dampen oh, yeah, it a little bit. They, they love it. I remember when I um when I got my so obviously we came out the villa and Molly did pretty little thing, amazing. We had a lovely time up in Manchester. Then Amber did Miss Pat, which was amazing. Lovely time in London. And then we got in the style, and um, I hadn't had a day off in three months, and I'd worked solidly every day, right? But I hadn't yeah. got my clothing range yet. But I got it. Perfect. And I put it on Facebook and some one of my friends commented, so glad you finally got something. And I was like, sorry. And it really annoyed me because I was like, I haven't had a day off in three months because I've worked nonstop. 
and I've done things that I would never imagine I've done and like for me in the style was what I wanted like that was my one goal and I never thought I'd get it and the fact that I did I was like I would have waited 10 years for it for me I need I need to just like enjoy everything and like one day it probably will, will be over and I, and I feel like I've got I've got my big in the style pictures and um, we had from the launch and I've got one in my room and one of my friends had a comment like, I can't, oh, it's very self and I'm like, no, actually, it's because if I ever feel like, what have I done? If I ever have a, a day where I think, I want to be back on the plane, what have I done? I've ruined my life. I just like look at stuff like that and I've got my Lutherman cue card above my mirror and um, I've got all like um, pictures, like photo brief pictures yeah. above my mirror and I've got my Lutherman cue cards from when I was a panellist. And I look at my inner style and I look at my Lutherman thing and I just think, do you know what? Like, every job I've done has been amazing. Don't get me wrong. Right? Everything, every opportunity I've had. But for me, those are the two that I think, like, I watched Lucy for 15 years. And then I was, a, I, I, like, when I was a guest, I was like, I've sat in the audience here and now I'm a guest. And then when I was a panellist and that tannoy went and it was like, Lucy Wynn today presented by Glee Nolan, Amy Hart, Janet Street Porter and Syrah Khan. That for me, I was, that's when I was like, what is going on? And then, like, in the style... I buy all my clothes from there, all of them. And the fact that I had pictures of me on their app selling clothes that were like under my name again. And that for me, I'm just like, you know what? Even if even if nothing ever happens again, I have to think about the fact like I'm so lucky. I think, do you know what? I'm I'm hustling and I'm a hustler. And everyone keeps saying you've got a year, you've got a year. And I know that. I have put in place plans and I have met the right people and I have um and actually like I've inadvertently become because I I like I I like good chat as you can guess from this I like good chat I'm a nice person I'm easy to talk to so I have actually made a lot of really good friends within the industry they are the people that then when when they need because they like me like that when they need people to do stuff they're like oh Amy and also I've worked so hard in that I've always been on time I've always been polite to everyone I've always worked my ass off and got everything done that needs to be done and more um so people know if they book me they're gonna get good work and I'm really proud of that right so I'm gonna have to pick your brains now because our girls and our audience are if I get one more voice note asking a similar question to ask you, because I said you were coming on and then they're like, right, you've got yeah. to ask her this. Okay. I think one of the reasons why a lot of people can relate to you is because everybody's had a heartbreak. It doesn't matter who you are, how bravo you want, how like how macho you want to make yourself feel or how much you want to lie. I've been there. I've had things that didn't work out the way I kind of hoped. I think everybody, if they're honest, would say they have been too. But yeah. Amy... God, nobody's been there on national TV. Like, yeah. What, like, what, what is that? I'm trying to ask this in the nicest way, but it's like, how do you deal what, with that? Is it like getting mugged like? off in front of millions of people? Well, Amy, in the, in the <laughs> nicest way. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's all right because I didn't have to tell all my friends and family because they already knew. The job saved. Job saved. However, there were some bits that were cut out, but um, which I got played this morning when I did I did radio interview this morning, and they played me like a collection um, of 
best bits, which was awful. Um, and I, there was a bit that I was like, that didn't happen like that, but it's done now, whatever. But um, yeah, I mean, oh, it's not ideal, is it? But it's really weird because you, obviously, if I said to you, okay, I need you like, to tell me everything that's happened in the last six days of your life, like everything yeah. you've said, you wouldn't remember it. Yeah. especially if you were going through trauma. So um, my flight home from Mallorca, one of my best friends was on the crew. Um, she wasn't supposed to be. She got called out for it. It was magical. It was just, I just burst into tears when I saw her um, and got like literally a face of makeup all over her shoulder and her white shirt and um, went down the back to sit with her during the flight. And she was like, here she is, little Cat Slater. And I was like, what? She's like, you're the new Cat Slater. I was like, Sorry? She's like, I was coming back here to tell you I loved you. And I was like, what? She's like, you said it. I was like, did I? She's like, yeah. Showed me the clip. Didn't remember it. Really? Yeah. And then I'm like, did you see all the songs we made up? She was like, no. Oh, brilliant. Great. It's kind of scary, that, isn't it? That it's, com- it's completely what they choose it to be. Yeah, like, are we, like, we did have a real laugh, and I think, like, I remember stuff, and I have it all on a list on my phone, so that I can then, when I feel, like, a bit like, oh, God, I embarrass myself on national TV, I can quickly look at my list and think about all the really funny times that we had. Listen, I honestly don't think you ever embarrass yourself on national TV. I would genuinely say that as someone who watched it, I don't think you did. I think it was so nice that you came across as genuine, um, and I don't think anybody can really dispute that now, especially listening to this. I get I, I don't think, I sometimes think, you know, sometimes I do think back and I do think maybe I should go into it with a different mindset because some people were there for the experience, people were there to win the money, some people were there for a career, some people were there to boost their career. Um, and I think I genuinely went in there to meet someone and I think, oh, maybe maybe I wouldn't have been so upset if I'd gone in there just for fun. But then I think actually, do you know what? It was five weeks of my life everything led to me leaving in the way that it did and that set me up now for sort of going forward showing that I'm not your average islander so but you know what as well I think the fact that the next thing you went on was celebs go dating I know you got offered a lot of other stuff and you said no Mm -hmm. and you just went on that I think that says a lot in the sense of the fact that well you're still the same person who went on you're still looking for the same thing yeah and I mean I um I went on celebs go dating to sort of like show people like the real me and I think I did, but then you forget, like, it is it is a world of TV. And they'd be like, oh, can you just, like, you know, talk about the Curtis thing quickly? And I'd be like, well, no, no, I don't really want to. It's a bit, you've got to remember people, some people don't watch Love Island, some people don't understand. When we're saying about what happened, about what happened, some people don't know what that is. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, no, okay, no, you're right. So, yeah, I mean, it will probably haunt me forever, me crying on telly, but, you know... It's, I think I get so many messages from girls saying, you know, I I thought I was weird because I'd never had a boyfriend when I was your age and like now I realise I'm not. And so many messages from like little theatre kids that are like 14 and like everyone at school thinks I'm weird because I love musicals, but now you love musicals as well, so I don't feel as weird. Like, And I just think, do you know what? All right, I might sometimes think that I embarrass myself, but it was worth it to like just help people. Genuinely, no, I really do hope it doesn't haunt you forever because I think you've got no reason for it to, you know what I mean? That it, it was five weeks of well, your life. Well, it's stuff, yeah. It's stuff like so Adele, um, the, not Adele Adele, 
Adele, I can't think of her last name, um, was on I'm a Celebrity, the Radio 1 DJ. Yeah, I know who um, you mean. Yeah. I completely forgot that she was on Big Brother. Ah. She was Big Brother 3 with Jade and Alison and stuff. So I'm like, yes, I'm like, if I can, you know, maybe one day people forget. But then I'm, I'm, I'm really proud to have been on Love Island. I'm proud that, because, you know, a lot of people said to me before, when I applied, you won't get on it, you're not Love Island. You know, you're not pretty enough to be on Love Island. You're not skinny enough to be on Love Island. You've got too many brain cells to be on Love Island. You're too weird to be on Love Island. Amy, and if I you went on that, and you were yourself, whether it was good, bad, ugly, or even now, years on, where yeah. you're not the same person you were a few years ago, and you look back at it and go, oh, yeah. God, uh, Amy, if there was a TV programme of me a year ago, never mind five yeah. years ago, I would be mortified. Yeah. Because you do stuff think, that you think, I'm, why have I yeah. done that? I'm really proud that I was the first like person like me on Love Island I don't think there's been anyone like me before and um I yeah I'm really proud they sort of took a punt on me and and gave me a go something you've talked about a lot is obviously dealing with anxiety and did that just come do you think that anxiety you had maybe came out as a result of being on the show or was that always there no, so having worked with my therapist, so people say, Amy's still in therapy after Love Island. She probably shouldn't have gone on if she's still in therapy now. My therapy um, is dealing with stuff from years before that, yeah. you know, I've I've never really been able to, because, like, you know, you think, I don't need a therapist. But stuff like, so my core beliefs, bit of CBT here, if you will, my core beliefs are that I'm not good enough, I'm a failure, and that I'm unlikable. Right, so and just anyone who doesn't know, CBT is like cognitive behavioural therapy, yeah? Yeah, it's not computer-based training, like it was at the show. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so my... And it's, ba- it's kind of based around, like, right, I have a way of thinking that is based on stories yeah. that I tell myself. Yeah. Yeah, just so, so everyone gets ev- it. Right. like, I didn't realise that everything I... Every way I react in my life goes back to those three core beliefs. And I, my therapist said to me, um, unlikable, not good enough, failure. Right. Um, and so, as you can imagine, when the shit will hit the fan in the villa, those three things in my it head. It to the story you tell yourself. Yeah. Um, and, for example, every I didn't realise, but every time you have stress, it always gets that. So, like... My therapist said to me, so have you been stressed at all this week? And I'm like, yeah, but there was a reason for it, so it's fine. She's like, right, go on then. I'm like, oh, my makeup artist was cancelled um, on the morning of an awards ceremony that I was going to. Yeah. She said, right. I said, so I was obviously really stressed, but that's because of that. She went, right, okay. So what happens if the uh, if makeup artist can't do makeup? I'm like, well, I have to do it myself. Right, and if you have to do it yourself, what happens then? I'm like, won't be as good. And then obviously, like, I just won't look as nice. And she's like, and then because you're not, I'm like because I'm not good enough like and that's why you're stressed because it all goes back to that because you think people will think I'm not good enough to be there if I don't look right very it's very interesting I'm very fascinated by the whole thing Amy yeah tell me about Chicken Little Chicken Little um so Chicken Little um so that is Oh, we did a lot about, I did have therapy this morning, actually, we did a lot about inner voice today. So that's what Paul Brunson um, called my inner voice, Chicken Little. And tell me about your inner voice. 
that I feel like everyone has. So, and this is what you're saying here has got a lot of value to people because maybe they've got this, they don't realize, yeah. and it causes people a lot of problems. So it comes from like um, like critical teachers, like people being critical in your life, people telling you you're not good enough, and it's the it's the story that you're sort of brought up with, and it's the um, you know throughout your life if you're bullied um, by people both in childhood and adulthood, like toxic friendships and stuff, and it's that your it's that horrible negative um, oh, narrative. But then because you've heard it so many times, you develop your own inner voice that just says what they've always been saying. And you've got to like, so we're like working on some stuff to change my mindset. I'm really excited about it actually. And I'm really excited to see how it sort of changes my life because she says like, it will change the way you deal with absolutely everything. It's very tiring being me, like (laughs) always being, always having the inner voice going. So I'm like, yeah, I'm looking forward to that actually. You know, some, there'll be a lot, I genuinely, genuinely think there's going to be a lot of people listening to this and they're going, oh, I've got a voice like that. I struggle with that. Like, I have anxiety sometimes. Like, I've heard you say that you feel, like, permanently overwhelmed. If yeah. like, if someone does relate to that, what would you say to them in terms of what you've experienced and maybe what might you think you hope might be able to help them? I just need to rationalise things. Like, I'm quite lucky in that I'm a very irrational but also a very rational person so um when I go oh my god then I can sit back and go actually this happened this happened that's why that happened but like I know a lot of your listeners are cabin crew and when I my first bout of really bad anxiety was when I first started flying and like I mean I still lived at home so for all your lot that have all moved to Abu Dhabi and Dubai, like completely take my hat off to you because moving to a new country and starting flying um, must be really difficult for some people. And I was just so, I thought I was going to get sacked all the time. And that and now I realise that's because that that's the not good enough thing and that's the failure thing. And for example, when I used to go down for drinks with the crew, I would be the first one down and the last one to leave. I wouldn't go, go up to go to the toilet. If I ran out of drinks, I wouldn't get any more because I wouldn't leave the group situation because I was so petrified that people would slag me off when I got up to leave. Like I could have been with all my wow. friends and I, I wouldn't because I would be so petrified. And then I realised that people are going to do it. Like you could all be together the whole time. You go back to your room. Someone would, if someone's going to do it, they'll text it to someone or they'll find their room and tell them that way. So in the end, I was like, do you know what? Actually, I can't control what other people say about me. So I'm getting, this thing is very tiring being Ames. Like there's a lot going on in the head. <laughs> Amy, there's so much I want to try and say to try and help. Firstly, I think it's important that you know that most people have the same thoughts as you. Yeah. And I don't think it's a special circumstance. Like, I get it completely. Like, listen, like I sit in that that nightclub world where people look at it and they think, oh, yeah, he's dead confident. He's the kid. I can, I'm just very good at that. Like you are, I can play that role for a yeah. set period of time because I can do it and I've done it a million times. Looking back now, if you could give some advice and you could make one of those past phone calls, so you could, you could bring... Amy, who's just left the villa, you could ring her up now. You haven't got to explain, yeah, it's me from a year's time, it's weird. Yeah. You could just literally give her some advice. <laughs> what would you say to her? Um, make sure you're eating properly, because I didn't. I got very, very thin, because I was just so busy. But just um, write it all down, I would say, because I really regret that. 
that I don't have it all written down what I did um I just like live in the moment like you'll never be as current and as like in the in the public eye as you are right now and I sort of where it was like we'd finish a job and straight into a car straight to the next one straight into a car straight to the next one back to Worthing tip my suitcase out pack it all back up again back to London again and I just I wish I'd sort of maybe like kept like a video diary or something just to just to like remember it do you know what though the best part of it I think you can at least remember is the fact that from what I've picked up is that you've just always been yourself and whether that's been for good or bad yeah you've just I mean, done what I you thought was me, the right thing at the time yeah I still live at home I'm still not at home in Worthing and that's another thing like because I'm still my life is still in that sense very similar to what it was before and I'll be like in my room like pottering around or something and I'll find something that has like Love Island sort of um it's like a Love Island thing and I go oh my god yeah no yeah no I was on Love Island and yeah no okay oh that did all happen yeah because my life's still so normal like you know when people come out the villa sometimes and if they're not from London or surrounding areas they're on their own and you know I've seen people go to events on their own and stuff I literally for the first four weeks and my agent was a family friend before right um and for the first four weeks I had my agent my mum my best friend or one of my other best friends with me the whole time yeah and they would they they like work it out between them so, like, if my agent hadn't seen her husband for, like, 10 days, um, one of my best friends would phone her and say, right, you have tomorrow off, I'll go to London with Amy. And they all sort of did it that way. And so I always had someone from my past life with me. And also they, are, like, they won't ever let, like, people say, you're so normal, you're so grounded. I'm like, A, I would never have become non-grounded anyway. Um, and two, like, I've got, a good network of people around me that would never let me get like that. I think once I snapped, I snapped at my best friend once and she was like, I don't care what you've been on. You don't speak to me like that. I'm just stressed, right? Can I ask you? Yeah. What's the goal now? I mean, I've got different ones in different, um, different sectors, shall we say. So like, so like, let's say, so like personal life wise, I would still like to meet someone. Yeah. Um, but all the boys I meet just aren't very nice. Um, but I am going to freeze my eggs still because I like right. I'm going to be a mum, whatever, whether or not I get a husband. But that child thing still, I'm going to have my teeth done. TV wise, um, my long term goal, I want my own like travel show. I want to be the new Jane McDonald without the singing. Um, bit of cruising with Jane McDonald. But um, I just, like, to you guys as well, like, learning a new skill or doing something that I would never otherwise get to do, would I'd love that. I don't care what the reality show is, I'll do it. If I get if I get something out of it, like a new skill, new friends, new experience, I'm happy to do it. Um, and then, like, I want to write a book about my time at BA and just all the crazy stories um, about life as an air hostess. And, yeah, I think... And I like my um, radio show on Magic at the Musicals as well. So not much to ask for, really. Well, Amy, honestly, you've been so honest and so just, like, down to earth. I genuinely appreciate it so much. Like, as I said to you before, we came on. There's so many of our, like, 
audience who are cabin crew and who have related to so many different things about you. Yeah, maybe they haven't had the national TV thing, but mm. they can relate to you and you giving them that advice. I just I hope that it helps some people. And I Do also you know what, though? hope it helped you a little bit as well. Yeah, we love to talk on. about it. But um, if any of your listeners ever do apply for a reality TV show, I can tell you now that being cabin crew is the best training you will ever have because... You're used to sleep deprivation. You're used to being knackered, feeling crap, but having to put on a brave face. And you're used to being asked awkward questions that you've got to try and get out of. So being cabin crew is the best training for reality TV. So we started this with a lot of our staff were going through career uncertainty because they work as cabin yeah. crew during lockdown. And we're going to end it with, there you go, you've got your next career in the bag from Amy Hart reality yep. is for you <laughs> exactly you go girls and boys <laughs> there you have it i don't think you could actually ask for a more honest look at what life in the limelight really can be like so a massive thank you to amy for both coming on and well just for being so honest with her story so far She's going to be off to Marbella this summer for her birthday, so we're going to get some candy pants bikinis sent out to her as a little thank you from us. And if you're looking to ditch your lockdown look and finally get glam again, don't forget to check out Candy Pants Store on Instagram or just search Candy Pants on ASOS. We're back next week with a serious nightlife legend on the podcast. It's the icon of Ibiza himself, Mr. Judge Jules. But until then, as always, thank you very much for listening and we'll see you all very soon.